Welcome to Watershed's February podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove. I'm the cinema curator here at Watershed and joined by Thea Berry, who's the cinema producer at Watershed. This month finally sees the arrival of Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Uh, Absolutely brilliant film, which I saw at Cannes last year. It played to great acclaim and it has been released in all territories, all countries, I think. Uh, It was a huge hit in the States Mm -hmm. last year. And in fact, as we speak, Parasite is nominated not only for the best foreign language. No, they've changed it. They've changed the title, I know, and I'm trying to remember what the changes Best international feature. Best international feature at the Oscars this year. It's up for best film at the Oscars. So Uh, it should be. And it's, yeah, it's just played really brilliantly in the States because... It is a fantastic thriller. Yeah. At a very, at a very straightforward level, this film is just a brilliant. Uh, oh, totally. Thriller. Sharp, witty, totally engaging. A brilliant ensemble cast. They won at the SAG Awards. They won the um, for uh, Wolfers ensemble cast. Yeah. And all the performances are totally brilliant, engaging, and really surprising. I think one of the reasons I think that it's done so well in the United States is that it very much speaks to now. It's a story about now the disparity between the rich and the poor, about the dangers of capitalism, and America is the home of and the heart of capitalism. And also, it's also just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, is, it is peerless filmmaking. Yeah. It's, there's that expression, there's no fat on this and it is lean and it's yeah. like clockwork. It's also been described as, you know, like your old um, uh, Swiss clock analogy, you know. <laughs> it, it, this is, this. all the pieces fit together. Um, it's fantastic storytelling. The, the, the basic premise is a, a, a family of ne'er-do-wells, poor ne'er-do-wells, inveigle their way into a rich family's life. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, how that happens and the consequences of that are both jaw-dropping, mm-hmm. hilarious, tense, but also, the film, as you say, is about something, you know, mm. it is about the disparity between the haves and the have-nots. Mm. It's also um, a bit about, there's a, there's a lot, I think, actually going on about Korean politics and life and yeah, totally. sort of status, and, which applies, you know, across in terms of the, sort of the capitalist world that mm-hmm. it's, that it's um, poking at. But uh, Bong Joon-ho is, um, you know, director of great repute with you know, films like Snowpiercer and Okja. He knows how to handle action. He oh, knows totally. how to, yeah. uh, and this isn't a big action pieces. It's more, it's more domestic. <laughs> it's more well, exactly. But you know, it's the it's the way that the camera moves, the really sharp contrast of the use of colour, totally brings you in. And it's something that I haven't seen anything like this in quite a long time. Yeah. And I went in knowing sort of pretty much nothing apart from the fact that it was brilliant. Yeah. And I think the less you know, the yeah. better. Well, I've seen it uh, twice now, yeah. and it's it's as brilliant uh, the second time as it is the first time. But this thing about, because I, I kept on joking with it, well, not joking, I was actually serious about <laughs> with the distributor, saying, come on, release this goddamn film, you know? Mm. Um, everybody else has is, 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 is been able to see it in cinemas. My concern would be that, you know, it's been watched through some nefarious uh, online whatever, um, that I don't know anything about. Uh, <laughs> but somebody actually said to me they'd seen it, and I said, "Where did you see it?" They said, "I saw it on a plane flying to, you, you know, some place." I was thinking, "Come on, let's just get this film into cinemas." But I do think that Curzon um, done a brilliant job, the the distributor of the film, because it's it, it had all those awards quite mm-hmm. rightly, and so now being able to see it in cinema, no, you know, 
um, with great expectations. So I think it, it is such a brilliant film. I can't recommend it enough. Also, I was thinking about the themes in it. I put together a season of films called, under the title, Hell is Other People, which the philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre famously quoted. I think it was in one of his plays. But it is this idea yeah. that, that hell is other people, that they come into your life and they cause chaos. <laughs> You're quite happy. You're quite happy with your life getting on. But these people keep on coming in and messing about with you. And so it was a great opportunity to play with some of the themes mm. um, that we've talked about in Parasite. And so a film like Us, Jordan Peele's... Oh, just brilliant. Yeah. He's such a, a masterful filmmaker. And I can't wait to see it up in the cinema again. Yeah. And I mean, with, with Get Out... <laughs> And apparently he's mm-hmm. he's now remaking Candyman. He he, he really yes. is one of the sort of top directors, yeah. I think, at the moment. But this one is a, a kind of doppelganger family mm. that that comes into the the family's life, yeah. and uh, you you is this playing with doubles, mm. but the kind of alternative to yourself that comes and and uh, yes. causes and causes the paranoia chaos. that comes with that, and of course the brilliant Lupita Nyong'o yes sort of no, do, ab- do no ab- wrong absolutely Michael Haneke's Funny Games if people remember that which I've never seen, I've seen it. Yeah. I can't wait uh, well this is the original because he did remake it for the um, shot for shot for the, for the American market I think that was his I think that was his pension policy <laughs> but yeah he did do it shot for shot but the premise of Funny Games is somebody comes to your door seems really nice asks for half a dozen eggs. If anybody comes to your door and asks for half a dozen <laughs> eggs, just close the door immediately and lock it. You, 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 being polite and nice, you invite them in, and then chaos ensues. You know, and people have been talking about last month's Uncut Gems, the Safdie Brothers mm-hmm. films, about how nerve-shredding it, it was. I, I didn't quite buy the nerve-shredding side with Uncut Gems. If you want that, you're nerves not so much shredded but is is played with mm. um stretched funny games is that is that film it's it's brilliant and it's very being michael haneke it's very knowing about what it's doing there's some mm. incredible points in it where are you getting pleasure out of this or you know seeing what's going on here or, or what is it exactly that you're supposed to be doing but it is a great uh, example of hell as other people uh and then pacific heights um john schlesinger's Mm. One of the um, British director John Schlesinger's um, later films, which I thought at the time was a really great thriller. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a a young, well-to-do couple who buy a quite a rambling old house in San Francisco in order to sort of cover the costs. They rent out a couple of rooms. One, if I remember rightly, to a Japanese, nice Japanese person who you know kind of looks after themselves and looks after the house. The other one to uh, Michael Keaton. Uh oh. Uh, exactly, um, <laughs> who turns out to be the lodger from hell, mm-hmm. and it is a real cautionary tale. But I, I think it should be remade for the Airbnb generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just plays with those um, thriller tropes in such a such a brilliant way. Mm. And then uh, the, the one that speaks to that um, inequality mostly is, is Wes Craven's People Under the Stairs. Yeah, brilliant, Wes Craven. Yeah, um, which, you know, he, he again uses genre in the way that Parasite does to make a comment on, you know, inequality. And here, People Under the Stairs, the title kind of says it all. But it is that the, the rich are literally feeding off the poor. So there's a, there's a, a season, um, I certainly enjoyed putting that together, mm. um, playing with the themes that are in Bong Joon-ho's fantastic Parasite, which I think you can tell we cannot recommend 
enough. The, the other film that we're, of course, have been waiting for to open, um, we previewed it last year and then we've also got a preview this month uh, appropriately for Valentine's. It's Portrait of a Lady in Fire, the Celine Sciami film, and we talked about that in the last month's podcast. Yeah. About uh, time that came out, that's been knocking around. Yeah, it's been it's been around for a bit with the, through the festivals mm. and now it's, now it's getting released. And I think we've said before, th- there's something really special that happens in Celine Sciami's film. Yes. I mean, she's been developing her work over the past few years and really and I think this shows just how fantastic she is at telling female stories. Oh exactly, totally. If you look back at her earlier work, films like Water Lilies and the Brad of the Group of the Synchronised Swimmers and the way that she knows how to work with the camera and how it lands on female bodies Mm. and again with something like this it's the camera is is intimate but totally expansive at the same Mm. time the use of colour, the the way that, you know, it's just the capturing the eyes, all about the female gaze, and it is mm. just totally masterful. Mm. And I can't wait to, for everybody to see it, and then mm. we can all agree that it's amazing. <laughs> so, and as I say, there's a, there's a preview appropriately enough on Valentine's Day. Exactly. And also this month is February is traditionally our Japanese season, the yes. Japanese Institute. Yes, so we have a great season. Joy and Despair in Japanese cinema, a real range of different titles from a film called Jesus about a young boy who is at a boarding school, Catholic boarding school, whose imaginary friend is Jesus. So we've had Jojo Rabbit, imaginary friend is Hitler. Now we have imaginary friend, Jesus. And then including also, we have a really beautiful and brilliant documentary by Nakoto Nobutomo, um, who's gonna be coming to Watershed for a Q&A on the 17th of February. So really touching and intimate and sort of in all sense, a very private documentary um, that she made over, developed over several years, her recording the life of her sort of 85-year-old parents, her mother who's developing Alzheimer's and how that changes across that time, but also speaking largely about the super-aging population of Japan and the, the care that is available to, available to them. It is, in, you know, in some parts quite a difficult watch but it's a totally human story and I personally haven't seen very many Japanese documentaries mm. and I was I was just really touched by this mm. one. And so the director's going to yes. be coming to yeah, talk about Yes, she'll that. be coming yeah. here, which is great. I'm really, mm. I can't wait. Mm. It, it's interesting, isn't it, because with, with doing Koreeda films mm. um, last year and his new one is going to be coming up soon, The Truth. But, he, you know, that... It seems like a very Japanese concern that intergenerational. Yeah, totally. Um, and you, you know, you've got the older generation, you get the younger generation, and sort of everything in between. And the the, <coughs> the Japanese seem to really explore that, and it's kind of core to a lot of a lot of films. Mm. But they just do it so well. Yeah, they really yeah. know how to. You know, those family dramas are also so popular. Mm. And of course, a lot of them are not getting wider exhibition. Oh, I know. Um, so this, this is a great opportunity. Um, exactly. That the Japan Foundation Turn Programme allows audiences to see more than the the sort of bigger names that do get distributed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and you know, it's developed a real um, following this touring mm. programme here mm. and then across the parts of the UK. Mm. So I'm be very interested to hear what our audience think about mm. the selection that we have. Uh, and actually, um, talking of Japanese directors um, whose work UK audiences may know is Miki Takashi, yes, whose new film uh, First Love is coming out this month as well. Um, it's getting a release. 
people know his work. Uh, mm. I came to it through Audition, yeah, which is one of, the, one of the most terrifying, tense films. Excruciating. Uh, I, I have seen. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I mean, brilliantly made. I kind of lost a bit of touch with Miki Takeshi when he mm. went into the these kind of mad exploitation yeah. action films. Uh, and he's, he's hugely prolific. Mm. I, I mean, he's probably made hundreds of this films This is 130th by now. feature, this 130th one. 130th feature, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but I I do think it's really grounded by uh, a, a great plot mm. um, and and um, characters, and it's it, there's a kind of bit of madness in it, but it is very much a return to form. Um, first love, and it opens appropriately uh, on Valentine's you Day. You've got yourself a great double bill. Yeah. Watch of a lady on fire, first love. Yeah, yeah, slightly different, uh, slightly different moods. You may uh, leave them in, but um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, good double, a good double bill right there. Also coming up this month is Michael Winterbottom's new film, Greed, starring Steve Coogan as a thinly veiled owner of a fast fashion empire who may or may not be Philip Green. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't say. But um, Michael Winterbottom and Steve Coogan have a lot of fun yeah. playing with this super rich business person in the almost Nero-esque uh, way in which they uh, live, their, live their life. And whilst it's, it is a film about that kind of madness mm. that follows money in excess, and a bit like Parasite, what we're saying, you, you know, what you're getting is a, is a critique of, you know, a, a critique of late capitalism yes. with, with lots of laughs. Carry on capitalism is probably what it could be, <laughs> what it could be called. Um, but there is some, some, the film does deliver some, you know, really spot on points mm. just about that inequality and what it, and what it, what it, that capital is built on. Um, so it is, um, as you can imagine, with Winterbottom and Coogan, there's great performances from Coogan, of course. Oh, totally. Um, Isla uh, Fisher is really great as yeah. his newly ex-wife. Asa Butterfield is turns really great, did a really great turn as his sort of quite morose and really resentful teenage son. And of course, lots of cameos. And it is, it's, it's really good fun, but like you say, does bring sort of to the forefront, totally not subtle. Yeah. digs at the industry, at capitalism. Steve Coogan has a brilliant set of giant false teeth. I know, I can't, I can't quite get them <laughs> yeah. out of my mind. Yeah, they're, they're still, Orange they're still, skin, giant they're still, teeth. They're still <laughs> glinting at me um, <laughs> as we speak. Mr Jones is a um, new film from great Polish director Agnieszka Holland, which takes us back to 1930s Russia. And the journalist, and actually it was a Welsh journalist, who went to Russia at that time because mm. the, the story that was coming out in the rest of the world was how great Stalin's regime was mm. and how fantastic the country was and how happy all the people were. So this journalist goes to Russia uh, to find out for himself and of course discovers the horrors of what was happening behind the, the stories. So the, the, it's a really interesting film about that period. It's also a really interesting film about journalism, mm. which I think speaks to now, um, and just that whole thing about facts, the truth. And also the, the, the other thing which I hadn't realised um, before I saw the film was that this is the journalist who apparently um, influenced George Orwell, um, yes, prompting George Orwell to write Animal Farm. So it's a really great film in its own right, but there's all these interesting um, elements that are, that are around it as well. Um, and great to see Agnieszka Holland, who's an amazing career and also mm -hmm. somebody that I've, I've kind of wanted to do a retrospective of, which that's something for the future, but mm. catch her new film, Mr Jones, which opens this month.
And then lastly, there's Jessica Hausner's Little Joe. Yes, which uh, opens on the 21st of February. And I saw this back in uh, November. It's, it's a really fascinating film with a really brilliant cast. You have uh, Emily Beecham, who won Best Actress at Cannes this yeah. year, um, as a scientist, as a botanist. Um, and the story is very much takes inspiration from uh, Frankenstein and Bailey of the Body Snatchers. And she develops this plant that is supposed to make you happy. So it's supposed to cure depression. And mm. um, in a sense, if everybody's happy, then it, it brings people together. So as you can imagine, things don't quite go that way. And sort of paranoia and ambiguity and all these sort of people having to play roles and social codes runs very much throughout the film. And you never really quite know where people stand as people who have been affected by this plant develop a very sort of deep, intense relationship with it and then sort of do anything that they sort of can to protect it. Mm. It's got the cinematography sort of mise-en-scene, is absolutely brilliant, totally striking. Mm. Uh, Martin Geschlacht is the cinematographer. And sort of the use of the bright red of the flower, um, which they made, it's, it's a prop, and it's beautifully made, with the sort of stark sort of hospital greens and the white mm. and the really harsh lighting of those greenhouses. It really does look brilliant. And that sort of sterile uh, nature really does work well with the sort of really strange sort of politics, sort of social politics that are at play. A wonderful score by uh, Teiji Ito, which again sort of sets everything off and you're sort of, while you're watching it, you are sort of a bit, you know, not quite at ease. You don't quite know where you stand and very much sort of reflecting how all the characters feel. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, came away from it thinking Day of the Triffids, mm. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, David Cronenberg, yeah. which were all great things yes. uh, to, to come away with. And it's got that sort of uh, kind of atmosphere my my, my uh, Jessica Housen's work I think is fantastic. I I just sort of wonder whether the work in an English language is is um, there's a sense of disconnect. Yeah, and we, which actually fits her work. Yeah, exactly. But it sort of threw me slightly, and I was thinking if they were speaking, you know, Austrian uh, German, mm. and it was subtitled, would you sort of connect? Yeah. Funnily enough, would you connect with it more? So, and but it is her definitely playing with what the distance that she creates mm. in her earlier films like Lourdes and Hotel, um, actually like more like Hotel in some ways. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be really interested to see what um, what people think about it. Um, yeah, because too. there's certainly a lot going on in it that's, um, that's really interesting. Yeah, very thought provoking yeah. and a very ambitious piece of work, which is always, I appreciate so much more. Yeah. So there's a lot coming up this month. This is just some that we've been talking about. You can find out more at watershed.co.uk. And that's all for this month. <laughs>